Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another, to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. One of my favorite topics to teach on is feminine and masculine dynamics. We go really deep in this inside of the academy and a question that comes up a lot is how do I balance my feminine and masculine energy, especially in regards to my intimate relationship? So your feminine and masculine energy is really just the energy that you embody through your day-to-day life. So when we think about the masculine, it's very linear, it's the doing, it's planning, strategizing, whereas the feminine is much more in the being, it's flowing, it's softer. And the reason that this matters is because for us to have a passionate and highly magnetic relationship, there needs to be polarity, i.e. magnetic, right? So opposites attract. So you need to have one partner, whether male or female, be more in the mask in their masculine, and then the other partner to be more in their feminine. So this is not gender specific. We're talking about the energetics. So what tends to happen is that as women, especially if you are in a high-powered position at work or you run your own business, you tend to be in the doing. So there's nothing wrong with being in your masculine. Being in your masculine is a great energy to embody. I'm not pro overly being in your feminine because I think you can go too far to that side as well. So when you're running your business, you need to be in the doing. Okay. So yes, you can be in the, in the being, you can be in the flow state, but you actually have to do, there has to be a strategy behind what you're doing. You have to set goals. Like you have to have that structure. And what I like to say is I like to be in my feminine within the structure of the masculine. And I apply that to both my business and at home, meaning in my work, I like to have goals and, you know, strategies and I have a structure to the day if I'm working. And then I flow between that. Like I don't become overly rigid to, oh, I must, you know, do this. Like then that feels too masculine for me. I want to fit all of those things. I want, it's my intention to get all of those things done. But for example, I have a child at home and if something happens, like I'm able to adapt and that's feminine being agile is feminine. So now going back to um, how this applies to my relationship is I work within the structure of Dan's masculinity. So I let him lead and then I get to flow within that. When a masculine woman, and I would, I'm not ashamed to be like, yeah, I would consider myself to be more of a masculine woman. Um, I don't naturally, um, you know, go back and forth between my feminine and my masculine 
easily, right? Once I'm in my masculine, it can be a bit hard to like kind of snap out of it. And so to me, what balancing your feminine and masculine energy is, it's not finding a balance because there is no such thing as balance. To me, it's leveraging, meaning I will lean into my feminine when it's applicable and relevant, and I will lean into my masculine when I need to too. So I think it's more about being able to pivot and go between efficiently and effectively, meaning you can switch from being in your masculine when something needs to get done and then going into your feminine. But another confusion I guess there is, is that if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're feminine. Not true. There's a lot of stay-at-home moms who are not quote-unquote working or career women, yet they're still in their masculine because they run their home like a tight ship. It's all like rules and, and structure and activity here and activity there, and that's very masculine. That's not feminine. So just because you're a stay-at-home mom doesn't mean you have polarity in your relationship, meaning that you can still be very much in your masculine even though you're not going to work. So let's just shut down that you know, misconception around, you know, masculine women are the women like career women. No, it has nothing to do with that. It just tends to show up in career women because we have to actually do the do. So we want to create polarity in our relationship, yet we want to be able to tap into the masculine energy as we need it. And then we want to tap into our feminine as we need it. So that's the importance there and why as women, we want the masculine male. Like that's just across the board. I don't know any woman that's like, I would really like a feminine man. Like nobody wants that because it's in our nature to want a masculine male. So then why as evolved strong women are we unable to attract the masculine male? So that's a couple of things I'm going to cover today. Number one, okay, is you're leading with your career. This is a big one. I have a bunch of points here. We'll see how many I can get through today. But when we lead with our career, so again, it's a balance because it's good for you to have your own projects and your life outside of your partner. But when your whole identity becomes your work, it's it's imbalanced, okay? And it is more masculine. And then how that can come across is like, you know, that independent woman woman vibe, that whole thing is doing women no favors. And I've actually heard someone speak on this and I totally agree. And if you're a Beyonce fan, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I just got to bring the truth. But like she talks about like to the left, to the left, like she's talking about like leaving the man, but she stayed loyal to a man who was unfaithful. Okay. So there's all these a female, like quote unquote, female empowerment songs, independent woman, da, 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 da. but this at the same time, like it's the masses that are getting schooled. It's the masses that are getting dogged because they're the ones that are thinking, I don't need a man and having this independent woman energy, which by the way, is not attractive. And then the women that are literally singing the song are, are leaning towards their man. So we have to just call it for what it is. When we lead with how like strong we are, how independent, I don't need no man, that is very unattractive to the masculine male because the masculine male does want to be the provider. The masculine male does want to feel loved and appreciated and needed. And if you're just like acting 
you're almost um, posturing like a man, like I got my own money. I don't need, and that's not attractive. I get why you would want to have your own money. And I get why we don't want to need someone because that puts us in these really not great um, economic dynamics in relationship perhaps. And maybe we've seen some situations happen with our mothers who didn't have money, all these things. There's a lot of things that come into play as to why this women having money has been, you know, really pushed and why it's so important. And like, I feel you, I hear you. It was so important to me to have my own money. I made my own money in my twenties, like was financially independent and all of that before I, I had a partner, all those things. But it wasn't something that I was like parading around because like I said, the masculine male wants to feel needed. Now, how does it, so that's in terms of attracting a partner, right? Um, there's a subtle way of doing it, like sharing about how passionate you are about your career. Yeah, I really love it. But when you start throwing dollars amounts and when you start making it like it's your life, it's like the man is finds it challenging to see where he fits in this. How is he going to be a significant um, partner to you? And I get that there's this is so layered as well, because obviously men bring more to the table than financial security, but this is a part of the masculine male's role. And the energy of, I don't need you, is very off-putting for them. Now, let's look at this in terms of our relationship. How have we lost polarity in our relationship? Well, we might be bringing, again, our work home. So again, we're leading with our career. Our career has become the most important thing we don't know how to switch off so we come home and we're still in our masculine energy we are still in our directive um like positioning so let's say you have your own business well when you have your own business and let's say you have contractors and you're working with different people you are have to posture in a certain way and you have to be and it depends on your leadership style but maybe you're more autocratic or maybe you're more directive well you can't come home and bring that energy and expect it to be an attraction there, right? The, the, the two opposites don't exist. You're both coming in with masculine energy. Now, what's even more problematic is if the man's masculine energy, maybe he's had a hard day and he just can't bring his masculine. So he's going to sit back in his feminine because you're bringing so much masculine energy that he's going to sit back in the, the real the illusion of comfort in his feminine, although it's discomfort because it's not his natural essence. So he'll lean back into his feminine. You'll be in your in your masculine. And again, there'll be some kind of shift, but it's not going to, you're not going to be attracted to a feminine man. So right away, we're killing that polarity. He's not going to feel super strong and masculine. He's not going to want to, you know, take you like physically in a, in a passionate way because he's now in his feminine, right? So this is why we're starting to wreck the polarity in our relationships because we're bringing home that masculine energy and we're not shifting it. We are talking to them like we would a colleague and that's not, that's our man and we need to speak to them differently. Okay, so number two in terms of why we are not attracting a masculine male is we're too available. So we can go completely the other way. So I see this going two ways. One, it's like you're ch you're doing the chasing, which is that is a big no. Um, 
you don't want to chase the masculine male. And now before people start criticizing this perspective, I'm talking to a very specific person who wants to attract a masculine male. A masculine male does not want to be chased, period, full stop. Okay. Does not want to be chased. Part of them is the hunt, like of the passion and excitement for them is the hunt. Okay. So if you're chasing, no. And then the other thing is if you're too available, like in the same way that you want to have like an identity outside of being available to a man, you have your priorities. If you go to yoga, if you have, you do Pilates, if you do whatever, you don't just drop everything because this guy asks you out or you don't drop everything because he wants to do something different. You hold a level of unavailability and that's what allows him to chase. So at the beginning, like if he asks you on a Thursday night, do you want to go on a date on a Friday? You're not available. You're just not available. The other thing is like you're creating standards in which he is to treat you. And you might say, yeah, but Mars, maybe like he didn't know that these plans were going to pop out. It's not about his situation. It's about your boundaries. It's about you setting the precedence. And I think that's where we slip up as women is we create all these like scenarios in our head like oh it's a one-time thing that and we let things slide and then it becomes our relationship and then we wonder why we're not prioritized and we wonder why he takes us for granted but we never put ourselves up on the pedestal in which he is to do the same so being too available is it wrecks the chase for him and too available can also mean being too like intimate right away like being so available and opening up to a man that you don't even know in essence is not a good thing. Men and especially the masculine male love things that are rare that people can't get. They don't want to have someone that every guy has had, which is why we need to maintain our energy and maintain a level of like distance between us and other men until we know the right man has come into our presence, right? We're not just like openly available. We don't open up our energy for just some random guy. And the sign that even if you're like, oh, I've never met this, like such an incredible man before he was different. And so I slept with him on the first night. Well, like, does he know that for sure? Does he know that like you've never been attracted to anybody else like you've been attracted to him or does he in his mind is like, oh, she's done this before because then you're positioning yourself as not as rare, like that anybody could have taken you out for dinner and drinks and could have ended up in that same scenario. So again, it's not being too available, but then also allowing him to chase Now, the same thing in your relationship, being too available, as in like men respect a woman who has her own life, even when you're in a relationship. And again, this is like a topic for another day, but I've taught on feminine communication, powerful feminine communication, because you can communicate boundaries. You can even communicate expectations to a man and have him receive it well. Most women can't communicate needs period full stop because 
they, they've never learned how, number one, but number two, when they have done it, they've done it from a masculine way. And the the way our words come out of our mouth and then the way the man hears it, two different things. It's almost like we're speaking different languages. So we need to know how to learn to, the, to speak to the masculine male and then communicate our needs that way. So you communicate that you have boundaries. You communicate like, I would absolutely love to do that for you, my love, but today I'm doing XYZ. So there's a way of communicating and saying a no, right? So the two available can happen when you're in your relationship as well. Okay. Number three is you don't appreciate him. This is the number one need of the masculine male is appreciation. Hence, going back to point one about leading with your career, if you are so misindependent and like I got my own money and da da da, like that vibe is like, well, I don't know if she's going to appreciate me, right? And then we do this again in our relationship when we don't notice the little things that he's doing. We um, maybe even criticize him, like the opposite of appreciation, So can you find the little things and like praise him for the little things? Because when you praise him for the little things, his desire, men want to make their women happy, period, right? But do you want him to make you happy out of a powerful, grounded, masculine presence? Or do you want him to make you happy from like a wounded, feminine, lean back, I'm afraid of my woman, like that, because that's a whole different energy. And you two arriving as a couple, like, do you want to be a power couple where people can feel how in love you are? And he's like fully grounded in his masculine and he's so magnetic and like or or do you want to be like a little puppy next to you and he's just making you happy because you you know you just like you're just so dominant of him because it's a completely different energy right so we want to appreciate him genuinely and when we appreciate him genuinely he genuinely from his masculine strength wants to do more of that for you so it, I mean, it sounds so basic and so simple, but it's one of the first things that we forget when we are, in, especially in long-term relationships, of just being appreciative. You know, in one way, Dan working away is is very hard on our family um, because I'm alone a lot. But the one thing that it has really imprinted in our relationship is appreciation because I don't have him here all the time when he's home and he does amazing things for me and the kids I am so appreciative right but now like let's say you have a man and he's doing whatever he's doing maybe he's not doing enough and maybe he's doing a lot but can you appreciate whatever he is doing versus pointing out what he isn't can we lean our conversation more towards thank you so much for taking out the garbage thank you so much for this then did you take out the garbage did you do this did you do that how much can you lean into appreciation because think about it like we can tear down the masculine in the same way we can build up the masculine sometimes we complain like oh my husband is not masculine or he's not really yeah but like 
he has to own parts of that 100%. Like, that's his stuff. He needs to own that because he's allowing himself to be emasculated, but then own your role in it too. Like, are you emasculating him by your presence and not appreciating him? Because think about it. Just like a woman who is, again, and this is a more extreme situation, but like, let's say a woman who is neglected and not appreciated and she starts to let herself go and she doesn't feel beautiful, like all of the things, like... Yes, she has to take responsibility for that, but also her husband is not appreciating her and, and telling her she's beautiful and all those things. And it's it's two. It takes two to tango. It's both. So it's our lack of appreciating them and then them not leaning more into their divine masculine that's creating this depolarization in our relationships. So where can you appreciate him? Where can you give him positive feedback? So that's in, in long-term relationship, but also in in the courting stage. If you are looking to be with a masculine male, like are you an appreciative person? Which leads me to my next point is showing your softness and your positivity. Being positive is a feminine trait. Being positive is a very um, attractive trait trait for the masculine male a softness the masculine is a problem solver linear like focused the feminine leans into her softness appreciates and that's how we create the polarity in in the relationship is he gets to be strong where you get to be soft and this is so important when we are in that like courting phase so when we are in the state of I'm looking for or I'm waiting to receive the masculine male and we are single ladies so this one's for my single ladies how much of your energy is like approachable not slutty not like available because you got massive cleavage approachable okay how much of your energy is soft Or are you like resting bitch face vibes, right? And I can say this because that used to be me, right? I had to work on that. And understand this. This is probably one of the most important things to understand, right? Is this feminine masculine energy work means nothing unless you've done your healing work first. It's another mask. It's another role. It's another just like play. It's a play thing until you do the inner work first because here's the very important thing to understand about being in your feminine for a woman to be in her feminine and I'm not talking wounded feminine of being like needy of a man and scattered and overly flowing like I'm distracted over here I'm distracted over there not not wounded or unhealthy feminine vibes we are talking healthy feminine softness appreciation like wisdom, natural sense of flow, groundedness, embodiment, right? For you to be in that healed, powerful, feminine state, you must heal your crap because you actually have to feel safe to be in your feminine. So independent women, I'm going to lead with my money and I don't need no man. You know what that reeks of to someone who's done the healing work? I'm scared. I'm wounded. I'm afraid. I have to put a guard up. 
I don't trust anyone. I have to protect myself. I have to make my own money because this happened to my mom. I have to make my own my own money because my dad left. Please understand that I'm saying this with love because I'm blunt AF, right? But trust me, I was there. I have done it. I have been there. <laughs> and I know with just studying this this body of work for years now, coaching all the clients that I've coached. And also taking myself through this journey of healing my inner child so that I could be in my divine feminine truly. And the, the best part about it is that if I want to, I can like literally like a borderline snap of a finger go into my masculine. But the moment I see Dan's face, it's like I can melt into my feminine Number one, because I have inner safety within myself. I feel truly safe within myself. And number two, I'm in a very safe, healthy relationship where I know he has my back no matter what. And he's in his divine masculine. And I know he he will protect me. So I'm safe to be in my feminine. So if you're having trouble getting into your feminine, that could be an indicator that, that there is some healing work to do. To create some inner safety so you can go into your healthy feminine right? We're not talking about erratic, all over the place, highly emotional feminine, right? That's, that's, that's not healed feminine. And when you embody that, right? When you are in that vibrational state, you become an energetic match for the healed masculine. You cannot be wearing a masculine mask, right? And be in a fearful state and attract a healed masculine, it's a mismatch. It just, it, you, you can't. He will not be attracted to you, not because you're not beautiful, but just because it feels wrong. And that's the other thing on the feminine and masculine is you can be beautiful and appear very feminine and be very masculine. That was me in my 20s. My early 20s you know, looked great. I was so, I was wearing a masculine mask I led with you know like how much money I had I was like all about I can do this myself I'm so independent I don't need anyone and then I wondered why I was attracting feminine men like because I was a match we had natural polarity because I was pretending to be a dude and he was not embodied in his masculine he was more in his feminine and he allowed me to walk all over him right? I can't do that with Dan because his presence won't allow it, right? And we've both done our work to embody our natural energies. It's not about necessarily balancing your energies, but becoming agile between your energies. Because I may spend more time in my masculine energy than you may, or vice versa. You may spend more time in your masculine than me, but it doesn't matter how much time we are spending. It's about when it's applicable and when it is relevant and when it is appropriate. If you want to have chemistry and true attraction, you can't both be in your masculine. And if you want to attract that still in your life, you need to get into your feminine. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright. <laughs>